Hey gang, it's Jim Prangy. This is the first, let's call it, solo cast, I guess is what I'm hearing people say. This is uh, my version of that. So, two minutes on myself as what it had suggested. So, I went to, I grew up in Plymouth, Wisconsin, which is exactly between Milwaukee and Green Bay, for those of you that have any familiarity with Wisconsin at all. Uh, none of you are anywhere near me uh, in terms of location. I'm just, I guess I'm the only one in our group from the Midwest. And I went to college at a place called the University of Wisconsin at Whitewater. And from there, I got a first job and got transferred to Indianapolis. Uh, as anything, when you haven't been around a whole lot, it's kind of an experience to get that first, that first job. But I traveled extensively those first five years which ultimately led me to going to Chicago. I spent nearly 18 years in Chicago. For those of you familiar with Chicago, I was two miles north of Wrigley Field. I worked in suburban Chicago in Oak Brook for a number of years. I had that wonderful opportunity of being a reverse commuter, 45 minutes to an hour each way every day for seven years. And then had an office six blocks from Wrigley Field thereafter, which was only a few minutes from where I lived. Uh, but what we did was we changed our whole living situation. My two kids were born in Chicago, downtown, and we bought an old place, an old farm out in the country, back in the area where my wife and I are really both from, and it needed massive work. Massive is with capital letters, double. Um, but we relocated. Our kids were 10 and 8, and they thought we were absolutely nuts. What are you doing moving from a city to, to this wilderness? But now here we are. They're certainly older, and uh, they've both completed school, and they both love it up here. And it's a pace, as one of my friends said, who came up from Chicago. He said, I think my blood pressure went down 20 points just by being up where you, where you live. So that was substantial. So uh, I worked for various companies along the way. Uh, you, if you said, what did I do principally? I raised capital for large companies, one of which was Public Storage, the largest mini warehouse company in the United States. And um, I covered a very large territory, therefore did substantial traveling and had relationships with stockbrokers and financial planners and um, progressed from there, if you will. Got into my own business, uh, which was real estate development, brokerage, construction, acquisition, and uh, in the city of Chicago uh, for a number of years. It was uh, sometimes a massively overwhelming experience and at the same time um, enlightening uh, in more than one way, to say the least. Um, from Chicago, we came back up here. Uh, and I've been up here now 20 plus years in, again, in my uh, home area, and I've spent uh, a large amount of time working with early stage companies, uh, working to try to help them raise some capital, if you will. Um, there's just two key points about being an early stage company. You have to have either money or you have to have passion and entrepreneurial ability to see it through, or you're going to be challenged. Um, it's, it, it's lots of challenges. I probably have worked with 60, 70, 80 companies, most of which don't make it, some of which do. And I've had the fortunate uh, experience of being involved in an early, early one back in 2000 
and the founder said he wanted to go public someday. Everyone thought he was crazy, but seven years later, we did go public in a what, we, what you would call a $100 million IPO on the NASDAQ, and it went on and, and did quite well. Since that, I've worked closely with a securities attorney, raising, again, working to raise capital for companies. As I say, sometimes it works good, sometimes it doesn't quite work as good. And um, so that really is what got me to the specific point where I had the wonderful opportunity. I'm sure most of you haven't had this opportunity, but you get set up and you get set up by individuals. When you've been doing this for years, dealing with the financial side, you've heard most every story about the capital that they're going to provide or, 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 or not. And, and uh, you kind of just take everything on an equilibrium to move uh, conscientiously forward to try to make stuff happen. Lots of follow-up in, in this business, lots of follow-up in everything all of you are doing. Got to push the needle to make people do things. As I've said, sometimes I try to get people to do what they didn't know they were going to do until they got to know me. So the element was, um, we, um, I was working with some very early stage companies that were what I call micro cap companies, publicly traded, but very thinly and early stage in their business life. And the element then was, or when you seek capital, you take all different situations. And I got referred by a, uh, an elderly gentleman friend from Williamsburg, Virginia, who said, here's a source and this is going to work out really good for you. Well, let's just say it was part of the setup, though he didn't know it. And, and much more of this whole process that took place basically led to the fact where I had the opportunity one early October morning of some years back where I got a telephone call sitting right where I am right now. And let's just say I answered the phone and the man said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm from the FBI, but he didn't say he was here to help me. He said other things. And uh, what you're going to find is all of this. I was so pissed that I, uh, among things, uh, researched information. And my co-defendant was a securities attorney who was a very good friend. And we had worked on many of these projects together. And... Um, the element was I learned a lot and you learn a tremendous amount along the way that you never knew you were going to have the wonderful opportunity to be able to learn about. So given that, uh, my journey through the federal process, uh, knowing I had never did anything any different than what I had previously done. And if I gave all the information on this, we'd be here for hours. Uh, but the element is that I went, I went to a trial because I wasn't guilty at all. Uh, that's why people go to trial generally. I sat through two weeks. Unbelievable what you experience when you see what they slant and distort information. And the element is that early on, probably, again, this is a number of years back. Early on, I said, I've got to do a book on this and got involved with an editor some years back. We made progress, then I put it aside, uh, and then I came, I've come back to it. And whenever you see the words in anything that I'm putting out using the words called set up, that's the name of the book, okay? The book is called Set Up with some little bylines underneath it, wrongful incarceration, etc. cetera. Um, 
we're probably 70, 75% complete. And hopefully in the next few months, we'll be nearly complete. So I spend time every day working on this. And um, it's, it's going to be revealing. It'll talk about situations where people got screwed by the system. God only knows they don't want you to know that. You wouldn't believe how many people have been screwed by the system. You'll hear about wrongful convictions, Project Innocence. You'll hear about situations where people, after 23 years, they're found that the prosecutor made a couple mistakes, screwed their ass over royally, but, oh, that's okay. Nothing ever happens to the prosecutor. How wrong, unfortunately, that is. So I've decided to do this book, and then I learned about this podcasting and this some guy named Brian from London, and uh, I looked into it and looked into it and um, thought, the way to get organized and try to bring this together, because we're all guilty of having lack of information and of how to complete certain things, particularly if we've never had the opportunity to do those things, we essentially hear, as I am finding, it's a really an organizational tool and it's giving structure to what otherwise has a way of floating around in space. So I've come up with formulating a name of the podcast, um, as Brian says, subject to change potentially, but it is really called um, Law, Litigation, and Lies. And I'll tell you all about the lies anytime you want to hear about it. So the element is that that, that is the name, and I'm just going to kind of refer to my notes here, but what we're going to talk about is trying to expose actual true stories of wrongful convictions and prosecutorial abuses of individuals and the adverse effects and impact that that's had on them and their families. I've seen people lose absolutely everything, getting destroyed. I've seen guys in tears, crying. Terrible stories, terrible situations. Interviewing professionals in addition that are in the field. And this will be hosted by the fraudulently accused correspondent who was set up by the FBI and spent time incarcerated in a federal prison. That's your humble servant, me. So I've had actual experience, practical firsthand knowledge, and I have put thousands of hours into reading, learning, grasping this system. You'd never believe what the Bureau of Prison System is like. But that's not the focus of this book or, or generally initially stories that we're going to, to talk about. So as again, you've heard me say, there are a couple of hundred people that I have previously interviewed, not, not this medium, but in the, in the way, shape and form of the written word, because that's all we could do, that's all we could use. They wouldn't allow us to use a tape recorder. My God, it'd be horrible. So um, I'll just give you one thought. People that are incarcerated in any of these federal state prisons, it's really nothing but pure uh, holding tanks, if you will. It's unbelievable. They'll tell you about the, about the uh, element of rehabilitation. That's a joke, right? Rehabilitation. No, it's not rehabilitation. I saw guys that were seven years, they'd spend half the day in bed every day, depressed beyond belief. Again, many, many, many stories. 
I also plan to talk to people that really were guilty. I've got some of those friends that really are guilty. And they said, hey, this is what I did and this is why I did it. Maybe there's people doing that. I don't know. But the element is to really reveal and expose some elements in the system. And, and I'll give you a quick example. Um, our book cover is, is complete. And perhaps all of you would like to see it. I don't know that, but maybe there's a way that I could get that off and get comments back on that. Um, one of my friends already, uh, he only saw this about four days ago. He said uh, in a text, he said, here's two guys I want you to call from the state of Georgia. They both got uh, set up by the Department of Justice. You, you, you can't believe what the system does to people and why they do it to people. Just think about some prosecutors that might be trying to advance their careers. Oh my God, no, that would never happen, would it? Right. So needless to say, much, much more of this to come. I'm just going to look at the list of questions that were given here. Let's see. I think I've described the podcast. What will it do for humanity? It's up, subject to personal beliefs, but I believe it'll be opening and exposing true shit that has happened to real people. And true shit has really happened. Any one of you that's never experienced this system, this isn't just a sentence that you get. It's really a sentence for life. You get friends. How about my really good friend I met? He was married for probably 30 plus years, still is. But his father-in-law said to him, you know, I always thought there was something wrong with you, even though he's known him well for 37 years. There's always something wrong with you. Why did he say that? Because he read the newspaper article that was in the paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always the truth. You can count on those newspaper articles. So I hope every one of you out there, when you see a newspaper article talking about this criminal, just have a second thought that they may or may not be. They maybe have been set up. So for humanity, I hope it opens up and tells some truths and shows what this has done to some families. And if any of you have someone who has experienced a wrongful conviction, or abuse by a prosecutor in the system, God only knows, you know I'd be happy to talk to them. So I thank you for your time. I look forward to seeing you all on our continuing journey with Brian and his great folks. Thank you.